brothers and sisters in Christ, this is the day that the Lord has made. We are rejoicing and we are exceedingly glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Wherever you are in this sanctuary, in your homes, come on, let's exalt the name of the Lord together. Put your hands together. Bless the name of the Lord in this house. Hallelujah. Glory to the Lamb of God. Bless his holy name. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Bless his name. God is great and he is greatly to be praised. God is good. His mercies endureth from ever. From the rising of the sun unto the going down of the same, he's worthy. He's worthy to be praised. Bless the name of the Lord. Amen. 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 Go ahead and listen. Share this with your neighbors. Share this with your friends because we are live right now from K Chapel and we want them to worship with us and glorify the name of our Lord together with us. Amen. Share it with. Go ahead. Push that share button. It's real easy to do. Push the button. Push the what are you waiting for? Go ahead. Push it right now. Share that on your timeline. Share that with your family, your friends, even your enemies. Let them get on on this worship too because God is going to bless us in and through it all. While you're doing that, let me lift up a word of prayer right now. Father, in the name of Jesus, how grateful and how thankful we are for you being so good, so kind, so merciful, and so faithful unto us. God, we bless your name this morning. We've been through so much and continue to go through, but God, through it all, you hold our hands. Through it all, you guide our feet. Through it all, you cover and protect us. And for that, we give you glory. For that, we give you praise. Lord, you know the state of affairs in our city. You know what's happening in our nation. There's nothing that can go on without your knowledge, O oh God, and in your omnipotence. We thank you, O oh God, that you are the all-powerful God, that nothing is outside of your control. And so, Lord, we pray right now for your mighty hand to do a mighty work, the kind of work that only you can do. God, we believe right now for miracles. We thank you right now for signs and wonders among us. We bless your holy name that you're still a prayer hearing and prayer answering God. And Lord, we bless you right now that you are with us right now. We feel your power and we feel your presence and we say thank you even now for we've come to lift your name on high. Glory to the Lamb of God in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. God bless you. Listen, there are a few people in the sanctuary, so I'm going to invite you to stand to your feet while we lift the name of the Lord on high. Our young people are coming now. We're going to do what we've been doing the last few weeks and, ver and merge our virtual voices with this live music here. And we're going to lift the name of the Lord on high. Let's do that this morning.
Good morning, K Chapel. Would you please go to 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 1 through 5? And it so reads In those days was Hezekiah sick unto death, and the prophet Isaiah, the son of Amos, came to him and said unto him, Thus saith the Lord, Set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in thy truth with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight, and Hezekiah wept sore. And it came to pass, before Isaiah was gone into the middle court, that the word of the Lord came unto him, saying, Turn again, and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee on the third day. Thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. Will you please bow your head for a word of prayer, please? Heavenly Father, we come to you this morning saying thank you, Father. Thank you for allowing us to wake up this morning, Heavenly Father, to have a connection with you, Heavenly Father. God, we know right now, Heavenly Father, that we're going through a lot, but we know that you are our healer. You're our foundation, Father. Father, we're looking to the hills for anything that comes our way, seen or foreseen, Heavenly Father. God, we ask a special blessing for those who lost loved ones, Heavenly Father, who are still going through the pandemic, who are still going through the COVID-19, or some who still have fears, Heavenly Father. May you touch them young and old, Heavenly Father. Bless us individually and collectively, Heavenly Father. Father, we ask that you understand our hearts, Mm. that you be able to turn some of our hearts that our religion have plateaued, our faith have plateaued, that you bring us back home, Heavenly Father. Some right now, Heavenly Father, don't feel good about themselves and don't feel good about the future, Heavenly Father, but I ask that you touch them, Father. Bring them around. Show them that you are the answer to every question that ever has been. You're the Alpha and the Omega, Heavenly Father. You're the sunshine and the rain, Heavenly mm. Father. Lord, I ask that you touch the pastor, Heavenly Father, right now, that he be able to bring the word, Heavenly Father, like he always does, Heavenly Father, but give him give him that extra motivation to be able to say it just like you would say, Heavenly Father. Lord, we love you with everything in our hearts, yes, Heavenly Lord. Father. And we're asking right now, Heavenly Father, we know we're coming back. People are asking, Heavenly Father, we know we're coming back. And we come back, you may have us to rejoice with one another, love one another, mm. congregate with one another, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Father. In your son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Amen. Anybody love the Lord this morning? Anybody really love the Lord this morning? Listen, the Bible, the Bible tells about a passage, gives a passage where uh, the resurrected Christ asks Peter three times, Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Peter, do you love me? Each time Peter responded, Lord, you know I love you. You know I love you. And at each of his responses, Jesus followed up that response by giving him something to do. You know I love you. Feed my sheep. 
Lord, you know I love you. Feed my lambs. In other words, love is not just something you say, but it's something you do. Wish I had a witness in here. And if you really love the Lord, you ought to show him. Amen. You know, I'm leading up to something. If you really love the Lord, that's something you ought to do to signify your love for the Lord. And what better way to love, demonstrate your love for the Lord than by giving in this our time of offering. Tithes and offerings are upon us. We pray that you have already given. If you have not done so, there are any number of ways that you can do so by giving the, the ways on your screen right now, whether that's through the K Chapel app or by texting the number that's on your screen or whether you want to mail it or drop it off at the office. Whatever you do, demonstrate your love for the Lord this morning by giving unto the Lord God of our salvation who gives so much, in fact, gives everything to us that we have. Our God shall supply and has supplied all of our need according to his riches and glory. So if you love him, why don't you give right now? I love you, Lord.
you bow your heads, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you once again, Heavenly Father. May you take this offering, Heavenly Father, and use it for the greater good of your kingdom, Heavenly Father. May you be able to touch someone that's sick and the shut in, Heavenly Father, the bereaved, Heavenly Father. Thank you again. May you multiply this, Heavenly Father, like you did the five fish and the two loaves of bread, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. In your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Let the church say amen. Amen. Come on and bless the Lord for our children, our young people coming out this week and making sure that they get those voices laid. And uh, thank God for our uh, staff, music staff working with them. Uh, bless God for them. Amen. I love their energy, love their zeal for the Lord. Amen. I hope you can feel that where you are. Uh, I certainly feel it in this sanctuary. Amen. Listen, we are continuing to celebrate uh, our volunteers and those who are serving in extraordinary ways to make sure that the mission and the ministry of this church uh, goes forward and is felt in very tangible, meaningful ways and has been doing so throughout this pandemic season. Uh, this morning is no exception, and so we want to give over the, uh, just a few moments uh, to these two who will make presentations uh, to these ministries. Let us hear who our volunteers for this morning are. Good morning. This is National Volunteer Month. I will be presenting one award to two ministries within our church family that have served our congregation and community in extraordinary ways and have worked to help us remain connected as a church family. The Feed My Sheep Award is an award given in recognition of those that assist others by sharing nourishment for their physical as well as spiritual needs. These individuals or groups help the homeless, less fortunate, and those experiencing temporary situations of need. They offer prayer, hope, and affection during difficult times. Today, we would like to acknowledge the hard work and commitment of our deacon and deaconess ministries. The Cade Chapel Deaconess Ministry is comprised of a strong group of faithful, praying, praying service-oriented women. Over the last year, this ministry has faithfully served this church and community by preparing communion packets for pickup each month, providing home-cooked meals for sick and shut-in members, providing support to bereaved families, delivering meals to needy families for Thanksgiving and Christmas, and responding to immediate needs identified through K-Connect at the start of the COVID-19 pandemic. Additionally, the ministry members have served alongside Children's Church, Sunday School, uh, the Deacon Ministry, and other ministries as needed in providing teaching and support, handing out water and hot lunches. And these are just a few of the many services this ministry has provided. We thank them for their diligence and hard work. The K Chapel Deacon Ministry is, is comprised of a strong group of hardworking, faithful, and dedicated men of God who serve the church and pastor relentlessly in supporting K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church's vision where we worship, grow, connect, and serve. Over the last year, the ministry has faithfully served the church and community by passing out communion packets each month ahead of Fourth Sunday services providing communion while practicing social distancing to our sick and shut-in members, delivering food boxes to families in need, helping deliver much-needed water during the, our recent Jackson water crisis, and showing a strong presence at the REACH Foundation-sponsored voter registration drive, which was held here at the church a few months ago. Additionally, ministry members have served in various capacities, which include Sunday school, youth department, new members orientation, Nay Ruffin Scholarship Board, kitchen committee, laymen and other ministries as needed. We thank these brothers for their responsiveness in times of need and their steadfast commitment in being servants of God and to our K Chapel Church family. 
At this time, I would like to ask Sister Kanisha Duvall, Chair of the Deaconess Ministry, and Brother Donnie Moncure, Chair of the Deacon Ministry, along with our pastor, Reverend Reginald Buckley, to come forward as, as they receive the Feed My Sheep Award yeah. for their respective ministries. Amen, amen. Come on, K Chapel, put some applause in that timeline. We're applauding them in the sanctuary. Put some thumbs up in the timeline. Bless our deacon and our deaconess ministries. Brother Pastor, this award, award, award respectfully reads, in observance of the National Volunteer Month, this award is presented in grateful appreciation for extraordinary service, dedication, and valuable contributions to K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church Ministries and Outreach Services. Reginald M. Buckley, Pastor, K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, awarded April 11, 2021. Deaconess Ministry. For the pastor, this reads as follows the same for the deacon ministry. In observance of the National Volunteer Month, this award is presented in grateful appreciation for extraordinary service, dedication, and valuable contributions to the K. Chapel Missionary Baptist Church Ministries and Outreach Services. Reverend Reginald M. Buckley, pastor, K. Chapel Missionary Baptist Church, awarded April 11th, 2021, Deacon's Ministry. Good morning. Romans 12, 4 through 6 says, For as we have many members in one body, and all members have not the same office, so we, being many, are one body in Christ, and every one members of one another, having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, whether prophecy let us prophesy according to the proportion of faith. Romans 12, 10 says, Be kindly affectionated one to another with brotherly love, in honor preferring one another. I am honoring two ministries for the I Love My Church Award. This honor is given to an individual or association that exceeds the traditional contributions of Cade services within the church. They are eager to fulfill the needs of the Cade family, are a blessing to the praise and worship experience, and fulfills the object objectives of outreach ministries. Our first ministry honor goes to the Usher Ministry. The K Chapel I Love My Church Award in observance of National Volunteer Month. This award is presented in grateful appreciation for extraordinary service, dedication, and valuable contributions to K Chapel Missionary Baptist Church Ministries and Outreach Services. And it goes to the Usher Ministry. Amen. Please step forward. Thank you for all you do. The next I Love My Church Award will be presented to the praise team. And since I don't see who's supposed to be here, I will accept this <laughs> honor on behalf of the praise team. That sounds good. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you. 
All right, come on, bless the name of the Lord for all who have been recognized on this morning, deacons and deaconess, ushers and praise team. What a mighty God we serve, and thank you so much for the awesome job that you not only have been doing, but continue to do, uh, and, and just the service that you render, the service that you render to the Lord, that the service you render to the Lord by rendering service to this church and this community. We thank God for you and and all that you mean to us. Listen, just a few announcements that we want to give uh, uh, attention to. We do want to remind you that this coming Saturday, this coming Saturday from 9 a.m. until 2 p.m., if you are in need of the vaccination or if you have family members or friends or community or neighbors who are in need of the vaccination, we will be uh, vaccinating people here at the church in the gymnasium from 9 until 2 p.m. this Saturday. Uh, it will be the Pfizer vaccination. Remember, those are two injections. Uh, and so we want you to come and be a part of that. If you have not received your vaccination as of yet, there's no reason for you not to at this point because it's right here, right here at your church family home. This Saturday, this Saturday, we do want you to go and register online. Let us know that you're coming because we do, because it's the Pfizer vaccine, you know, it has to be refrigerated and properly cared for. So we want to make preparations and know how many we need to prepare for uh, so that we're not wasting any vaccinations. Amen somebody. Uh, we need you to prepare, help help us to prepare uh, for the number that we anticipate by registering uh, online. I believe you can go to the K Chapel app to register as well as the K Nucleus page to register. Both of those are available right now. You can do so right now. Uh, you can also share those links with your neighbors and your friends. Uh, let them know that they can come. This is not uh, just for K Chapel members. This is open to the public. This is open to the community. And so anyone in your family who is in need, I believe the Pfizer is for 18 and above. Is that correct? 18 and above? No? 16. Amen. Thank you. 16 and above. Amen. So 16 and above can be vaccinated. If you have a teenager at 16, they can come and be vaccinated as well. Amen. That's April 24th, this Saturday from 9 until 2 p.m. Amen. Listen, y'all, Mother Mixon, Mother Mixon celebrated a birthday on yesterday. She is 94 years old. Can we bless God for Mother Mixon? Let's put some thumbs up and give a great big shout out to Mother Mixon for 94 years. God has been blessing her and continues to bless uh, her with grace and strength and mercy. And we say happy birthday to you, Mother Mixon, on this 94th birthday. Can y'all feel it? Okay, I'm gonna say it again. Can y'all feel anything? I, I don't know. I can I can feel a little something in the air. And I think what I feel is the fact that that number one, there are people. Can y'all can you pan just a little bit? There are people in the sanctuary this morning. There were people in the sanctuary uh on last Sunday as well. There are people here uh because of the uh, uh the, the volunteer appreciation awards they were giving. But it's so good, yes, to see people and I feel it. Hopefully you got the announcement and the email uh, this past weekend that there is a regathering that is beginning starting the first 
Sunday in May, the first Sunday of May, we begin regathering here in the sanctuary for in-person worship. Somebody ought to bless the Lord this morning. Amen. It's been over a year since we have gathered in this sanctuary for in-person worship, for corporate worship. You ought to glorify the Lord this morning. God has seen us through. God has been with us and God has gotten us to this moment and we're going to glorify him and give him praise. We've been scattered, but I come to tell you this morning, there is a regathering that is taking place. Bless the name of the Lord. There is a regathering that is taking place. We've been scattered here, there, and the other, but God is regathering us to this sacred place, and I'm glad about it. I'm not the only one who's glad about it, but I'm glad about it. Amen. I'm glad about it. I'm glad about it. Bless his name. Amen. So listen, we need you. We need you to familiarize yourself with the protocols and the procedures related uh, to regathering. They are available also on the K Chapel app and on the K Chapel Nucleus page. We want you to go there and peruse it uh, in, in your spare time as you prepare to get ready for regathering. It gives you all of the specifics that will govern our regathering, the number of persons that we are allowing in the sanctuary at any one time, what you will have to do. Pre-registration is uh, a part of the regathering process. It's not open right now, but you go there and it will tell you when, re when uh, registration will open. All of the details are right there for you to, to, to uh, follow and familiarize yourself with. And go ahead and do it now. Go ahead and start getting familiar uh, with the protocols and with the processes because we want this to be uh, a safe experience, but we also want it to be a sanctified experience. Amen. We want to feel the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit in this place. Amen. And so get ready for the regathering that begins. It begins May 2nd, the first Sunday in May, May 2nd at 11 AM. Amen. Now listen, if you did not get an email about this, if you did not get an email concerning the regathering, that means, that means that we don't have your email in our membership uh, directory. This is a good time for you to go to the K Chapel app again. You should see a ticker at the bottom of the screen that says update my uh, member profile, or you should see a tab uh, that that uh, rotates that says update my member profile. Go ahead and push that button or push that clicker. Update your profile by inserting your email, and that way, when we send out information, you will get your email as well. Amen. God bless you, and God keep you as our prayer. There's one more song, and then we're going to get ready for the word of God.
we ask in Jesus name Amen and Amen 2nd Kings chapter 20 read earlier in your hearing verses 1 through 5 in those days was Hezekiah sick unto death and the prophet Isaiah the son of Amos came to him and said unto him Thus saith the Lord, set thine house in order, for thou shalt die and not live. Then he turned his face to the wall and prayed unto the Lord, saying, I beseech thee, O Lord, remember now how I have walked before thee in truth and with a perfect heart, and have done that which is good in thy sight. And Hezekiah wept sore. Came to pass... For Isaiah was gone out into the middle court that the word of the Lord came to him saying, turn again and tell Hezekiah, the captain of my people, thus saith the Lord, the God of David, thy father, I have heard thy prayer. I have seen thy tears. Behold, I will heal thee. On the third day, thou shalt go up into the house of the Lord. I want to use as a subject this morning, prayers that prevail. Prayers that prevail. If you have been listening to my preaching and teaching over the years, you know that I have attempted to preach a rather consistent message about a faith that accepts the will of God, faith that embraces the determinations of God, faith that allows one to endure rather than to escape that which God has resolved concerning you. My 
concentration on Christians developing what I call a but-if-not theology. That is not accidental. But I believe that is part of the preaching assignment that God has given to me. I believe he's given that to me because in the midst of convenience store Christianity where believers are increasingly living off of quick stop solutions to life's perplexing problems that ultimately develop into faith crises, some strange and unsound doctrines can emerge. If our spiritual diets consist only of candy-coated teaching and soda pop preaching that can be summed up in phrases like believe it and receive it, name it and claim it, call it and haul it, stake it and take it, then what do you do when the bottom falls out? What do you do when your marriage falls apart? What do you do when you're sick and you don't get healed? What do you do when wayward children don't make it back home? Or when opportunities that you've been praying for, hoping for, and waiting for just don't come your way? Because at some point, something is going to happen that you neither like nor plan for. It's in those times that you need a deeper appreciation for and understanding of faith and the sovereign will of God and how they work together. Believing that if God pours it into your cup for you to drink or places it on your shoulders for you to bear or puts it in your path for you to experience that his will is absolutely perfect, his purpose is being divinely performed and ultimately it will work for your good. It may not feel good, but somehow in some time, it shall work for my good. But as I reflect, as I reflect upon what I've attempted to teach in the way of providing a more balanced look at faith, I want to be careful that you don't mistake me for saying that you should simply go through life yielding yourself to whatever comes your way. There is balance to this thing. It's what that serenity prayer says. God, grant me the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, courage to change the things that I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. In other words, there are some things that you can't change. But there are some things that can be changed. And as mature believers, our prayer and our faith ought to be so balanced that we recognize the difference. And the good news is that God has given to us the privilege and shares with us the examples in his word about the power of prayers that prevail. There are enough examples in scripture where people of faith are confronted with conditions and circumstances and situations that are hard and hurtful and horrific and they respond to them by praying to God, asking him to change it, fix it, 
Make it different than what it is right now. Hannah, Hannah is childless. She wanted a child. So what did she do? She prayed until the Lord changed her reality. Nehemiah saw the desperation and the desolation of his country. So what did he do? He prayed that God would let the king have favor upon him, that he might return to his homeland to rebuild the broken down walls. King Jehoshaphat was faced with an allied army poised to destroy Judah. What did he do? He was outnumbered. He was outweaponed. He was outmaneuvered. But he prayed. Until the Lord revealed to him that he would not have to fight that battle because that battle belonged to the Lord. And the point that I'm making and trying to make here is that when you face struggles and strife, difficulties and dilemma, hardships and heartache, a faithful witness includes both a willingness to accept what God allows but to also pray for what God wants to do in and through that experience. What are you saying, preacher? You don't know what God may want to do. You don't know how God may want to move. And yet he waits on you to pray in faith. Understand, there are some situations that the Lord will allow in order to bring into our lives a greater degree of trust in his ability, a greater understanding of his character, a stronger dependence upon his word, or even to help us simply develop a better discipline in our prayer lives. Because some of us need to be reminded that prayer still works. And maybe the problem is, maybe, maybe the problem is you just don't pray enough. I know you don't want to hear that this morning, but, but truth be told, perhaps the issue is you have not accessed and activated the great power of prayer in your life on a regular and a consistent basis. But I need to remind you this morning, prayer still works. Maybe things didn't turn around the way you hoped the last time you prayed and it caused you to become skeptical and lackadaisical in your prayer life, but I need you to know this morning that prayer still works. Maybe you've surrendered to the circumstances in your life and determined that things are just going to be the way that they are and there's no use in you trying to change them, but I need you to know this morning that prayer still works and you need to get fired up again about the great privilege and power that we have in prayer because while prayer is still the greatest tool prayer is still the greatest tool that we have been given as believers it is also the greatest discipline that has been forsaken by believers we have it but we don't use it you don't have to say anything you can be real quiet right now yeah y'all ain't saying nothing right now that's all right because most of us if we are honest we don't pray nearly as much as we should. Most of our prayers are not daily exchanges with God, but rather weekly check-ins with him. And our faith is weakened because of our prayer deficiency. Some, some of us as, as African Americans, I understand we have iron deficiencies, but as believers, a, a lot of believers just have prayer deficiencies. Our lives are not flourishing to full potential because we have 
prayer deficiency. Our possibilities are not blooming into their fullness because we have prayer deficiency. And perhaps the single greatest thing that can change all of that is a rediscovery of, a recommitment to, and a revival in the discipline of prayer because prayer still works. This morning I want to remind us and examine us, examine rather, prayer through this story of Hezekiah as an example of prayers that prevail. Prayer that changes condition. Prayer that gets the attention of God of all, the the attention of the God of all creation and calls him into our experience. Look at the text for a moment. Hezekiah is visited by the prophet Isaiah who gives him some bad news. And you can live as good as you want. But you're going to get some bad news. You can be as saved as you want. But eventually at some point. Bad news is going to come knocking. And will come in uninvited. Sit at your table and eat dinner. Look you in the eye and ask now what you're going to do about it. Isaiah tells Hezekiah get your house in order for you will die. And not live. Now that's not the kind of message you want to hear from your preacher. Isaiah delivers a difficult word to this king. And and this is a a real blow to Hezekiah. Because Hezekiah Hezekiah is is not a seasoned saint. He is not... An old man who has lived the majority of his life looking back over the years that he, Hezekiah is 39 years old. At this point of his life, he's been made king of Judah at the age of 25, so he is a young king. The Bible provides a rather glowing report of his administration over what had been done over the 14 years of his reign. Second Kings chapter 18 says, beginning with verse 3, And he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all that David his father did. He removed the high places and break the images and cut down the groves and break in pieces the brazen serpent that Moses had made. He trusted in the Lord God of Israel so that after him was none like him among all the kings of Judah nor any that were before him for he clave to the Lord and departed not from following him but kept his commandments which the Lord commanded in other words Hezekiah was a good man and he was a young man and here he is in the middle of his administration in the prime of his life with a respectable life in front of him with the word from the prophet Isaiah get your house in order. Wait a minute, God. You, you got the wrong guy? That's not how this is supposed to happen. I'm, I'm young. I'm living for you. I'm doing the right things. I'm, I, I'm, I'm, I'm serving you. I'm, I'm living for you. It's the wicked who are supposed to die young, not the righteous. It's the ungodly who are supposed to suffer hurt, not the good. It's, it's, it's not me. But rather, 
Rather than him roll over and just accept what he heard, Justin, Hezekiah rolls over and he turns his face to the wall and he begins to pray. Because sometimes you have to choose to focus on what you hope rather than what you hear. Did you hear what I said? Sometimes you have to choose to focus on your hopes and what you hope rather than what you hear. There are a lot of reports that can come your way, but every report is not the final report. It's not the last report. And you need to have something in your soul that says, even though I heard this, I believe that there's something else down the road. Even though I heard your report, your report is not the last report. Your report is not the only report. And the Bible says, whose report shall you believe? You've got to decide. Are you going to focus on what you hope for or simply on what you heard? I know what the doctor said but whose report will you believe I know what the banker told you but whose report will you believe I know what the interviewer said but whose report will you believe I know what the job market says but whose report will you believe and when you get a report that does not resonate in your spirit you've got to learn how to turn your face to the wall and focus on your hopes rather than just what you heard Hezekiah decided that he would talk to the Lord about it because he knew that prayer moves the hand that moves the world. He understood that God is infinitely interested in our human predicaments and that prayer is not simply rolling, or that life is not simply about rolling over, but in prayer we can go to God in faith so that we can endure and have the coping skills to handle that which has been handed to us. In and through prayer, we have the ability to call the creator of the universe into our experience. Through prayer, we have the ability to ask the God of all might and all mercy to enter into our circumstances. Through prayer, we have the opportunity to invite the God of all creation into our drama and rewrite it according to his divine will. Through prayer, we have the privilege of inviting the supreme and the sovereign will of God to invade and invert our circumstances. Through prayer, we have the opportunity to ask to seek and to knock upon the throne room door of heaven making our requests made known unto God through prayer we can call on the Lord God of all creation and watch God rewrite that which has been handed to us because the Bible says that the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous still avail much I need you to know this morning that prayers still prevail here are the kind of prayers that prevail that I'm through. Number one, prayers that catch the ear of God. Prayers that catch the ear of God. Now, I know that's throwing somebody off right there because you thought that the Lord hears everybody's prayer. You thought that anything that's uttered, oh God, that God is listening. But contrary to popular belief, every prayer does not catch the ear of God. What are you saying? I'm not saying that God doesn't hear everything. But I'm saying that everything that is heard does not catch his ear. Stay with me for a moment. There are some prayers that never reach into heaven's throne room. 
Let me prove it to you. Listen to what the Bible says in Isaiah 59 and 2. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Hmm. Now, now that would that that you you might say, well, Reverend, you're just taking that out of context. That's that's not what the whole Bible teaches. Well, I'll keep going through the Bible. Psalm 66 and 18. If I regard iniquity in mine heart, the Lord will not hear me. First Peter 3 and 12, for the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open unto their prayers, but the face of the Lord is against them that do evil. Proverbs 15 and 29, the Lord is far from the wicked, but he heareth the prayer of the righteous. First Peter 3 and 7, likewise ye husbands dwell with them according to knowledge, giving honor unto the wife as unto the weaker vessel and as being heirs together of the grace of life that your prayers be not hindered. Isaiah 1 and 15, and when ye spread forth your hands, I will hide mine eyes from you. Yea, when ye make many prayers, I will not hear. Your hands are full of blood throughout the Bible. The Bible shows us and teaches us that there are some situations and circumstances where God does not hear our prayers. Just because you cried out, just because you said in Jesus' name, somebody really don't like me now. See, prayers that catch the ear of God are prayers that come from a sincere heart for the Lord and for his word. Prayers that God pays attention to are prayers that come from a heart that is seeking after him, a heart that is turned or turning to him, a heart that desires to please him, and a heart that is willing to be fixed, willing to be cleansed, willing to be changed by the power of God. If my heart is full of iniquity and wickedness and is stuck on being wicked God does not hear that prayer if my heart is far from God and pursuing evil God does not hear that prayer if my heart is turned from God and intent on doing evil pursuing the world and being the master of my own fate and the captain of my own soul God does not hear that prayer if you want the Lord to hear your prayer you've got to start with a clean heart David understood that which is why David says in Psalm 51, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. And then he later says, create in me a clean heart. Renew within me a right spirit. In other words, watch this. You don't have to, watch this y'all. You don't have to, you don't have to be right, but you have to want to be right. Are you hearing me? You, you don't have to do right, but you gotta want to do right. I wish y'all would come on and talk to me. And he, 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 said, he says, it's the heart that it is least, it is, is turning, is malleable, is soft, is wanting. That is the heart from which God hears the prayers. David said, I can't go on with this prayer with my life and my kingship until my heart is right, until my heart 
is fixed until sin is purged from within me because sin separates me from God. And if God is going to hear me, I've got to be, watch this, if God is going to hear me, I've got to be willing to confront and correct my sin. See, that's the problem with so many of us. We want to talk to God without ever really confronting our stuff. Y'all not talking to me in here. We want to talk to God without him ever really correcting our stuff. We want relationship and fellowship with the father without confronting or correcting our sin. We want blessings and favor without ever confronting or correcting our sin. We want harmony and happiness without ever confronting and correcting our sin. Even as a nation, we want racial reconciliation without ever confronting and correcting our sin. We just want to all just get along without confronting and correcting and calling out the sin of racism and white supremacy. We wave a new flag in Mississippi, but as long as the governor lifts up Confederate Heritage Month and not correcting and confronting and calling out the sin of racism, there's no need of us asking God to bless this state and bless this country when we are unwilling to confront, correct, and confess our sins against one another. For the Bible says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, seek my face, and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven, forgive their sin, and heal their land. Only when your heart is right will your prayers catch the ear of God. Secondly, Prayers that prevail are prayers that touch the heart of God. Prayers that touch the heart of God. Hezekiah says, he prays, and God responds. Watch this. He says, Deacon, I've heard your prayers. But then God says this. He says also, not only have I heard your prayers, but I've seen your tears. Good news this morning is that God does not miss what makes us cry. He's aware of every tear that falls and the reason that the tear came in the first place, God sees the anguish and the anxiety. He is aware of what hurts us and causes our hearts to break. He not only hears our prayers, but he sees our tears. Which means that we have a God who is interested in and touched by our emotions. You know why that blesses me, Driscoll? Because... That says to me that God is not some cold, distant, aloof God who is detached from our feelings, but he sees our tears. He is not some distant deity who is unconcerned about how we feel, but he sees our tears. He is not some unrelatable power who looks past our feelings, but he sees, Brother Gaines, our tears. God is clearly touched by prayers that include all of our being. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying you don't have to have it all together when you're talking to God. You don't have to somehow try to keep your composure when you're talking to the creator, but you can have a Viola Davis kind of cry. Y'all know what I'm talking about, where you, you don't have to wear a mask when you're praying to God because he sees our tears and such prayers that involve and include all of who we are touches the heart of God. I'm through when I tell you this. 
the type of prayers that touch the heart of God. These are the type of prayers. The type of prayers that touch his heart are also the type of prayers that move his hand. When you read, and I'm through, when you read this passage, notice, notice y'all, that when Hezekiah prays, he never actually prays to be healed. Don't miss that. Read the prayer again. He never actually prays for healing. All we have on record is Hezekiah reminding God of how faithful a king he has been. He reminds the Lord that he has been a godly king who has walked in the Lord's ways. He reminds the Lord that he has been upright and that he has kept the commandments of the Lord. And that's all that we have of Hezekiah's recorded prayer. Watch this, y'all. That's what we have of his recorded prayer. But how many of you know that, that there are some things that are in your heart that you just can't say with your mouth? Do I have a witness in here? And you know there's some things that Hezekiah must have said in his heart that he did not say with his mouth, but the Bible says he wept sorely. I need you to know this morning, there are prayers that cannot be uttered that God hears through our tears. There are concerns that cannot be articulated that God hears in our cries. There are words that cannot be organized that God hears through our weeping because while some prayers are fervent, there are other prayers that are silent. They are matters of the heart that are meant only for the ears of God. And the good news is that when we don't have the words to ask for what we need, we've got a God who understands our tears. That's what Paul meant when he said in the book of Romans, Romans 8 and 26, likewise the spirit also helps in our weaknesses for we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Is there anybody in here or out there who's ever had some things that you could not talk to anybody else about, but thanks be to God, the Lord heard your prayer, even though it didn't come out of your mouth, he heard what was in your heart, even though you you did not articulate it with your voice. He saw it in your eyes, even though you couldn't get the words to muster it out. God knew what was on your mind. That's what the Bible means when he says he knows what you have need of before you can even ask. Before I could even talk to the Lord about it, he knew. Before I could even tell him about it, he knew. Before I could even lift it up, I've got a God who knows what's on my heart. When I'm burdened, he knows. When I'm sad, he knows. When I'm perplexed, he knows. When I'm mad, he knows. When I'm angry, he knows. When I'm anxious, he knows. When I'm worried, he knows. God knows what's on my mind. That's why, that's why I'm glad I've got the Holy Spirit making intercession for me. It translates the things that are on my mind that I can't tell nobody else about. Oh, you might as well talk to me. You've had some things on your mind that you couldn't share with anybody else. You couldn't tell your spouse. You couldn't tell your parents. 
You couldn't tell your friends. But all the songwriters said, I must tell Jesus all of my troubles. I cannot bear these burdens alone. Another songwriter said it like this, what a friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. What a privilege it is to carry everything to God in prayer. Even when I don't have the words, I can take it to him. Even when I hadn't figured out how to say it, I can take it to him. Even when I'm not comfortable telling anybody else. What a friend. I have in Jesus. What a privilege to carry. Everything. To God. In prayer. What. A friend we have in Jesus. All our sins and griefs to bear. My God, my God. What? What a privilege to carry. Everything to God in prayer. Oh, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, oh, what needless pains we bear. Oh. Just don't carry mm. everything, everything, everything to God in prayer. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless. Pains we bear, and it's all because we just don't carry everything to God in prayer. Oh, take it. Take it to the Lord in prayer. Mm -hmm. to God in prayer. God is listening. God is waiting. 
And God is wanting to hear your prayer. You open your heart and turn your heart to the Lord in faith. Watch this. It doesn't mean that you're so right. It does mean that you want to be. It doesn't mean that you're living the holy life right now, but it does mean that you want to move in that direction. That means that you are absolutely even a believer right now, but it does mean that your heart is open to the possibility. If either of those, those things are true for you right now, I want you to pray to the Lord right now. Pray a prayer of confession. Pray a prayer of forgiveness. If you pray a prayer in faith, simply saying, Lord, I, I need you. Hmm. Oh, I need you. Every hour, I need the whole. I need thee. See, that's a prayer of faith. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior, I come to may not be able to say anything else, but you can tell him, I need the whole, I need thee, every hour, oh Lord, I need thee. Oh, bless, bless me right now, my, my Savior, my Savior, my Savior, my Savior, I, 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 I come, I'm weary, but Lord, I, I, I come. I don't have the answers, but Lord, I, 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 oh Lord, I come, here I am, to, to thee, here I am, Lord.
Hear my prayer, O oh God. Now, if you prayed simply that prayer, just that prayer, I believe the Lord heard your prayer. What I want you to do right now is call the number that's on your screen because there's someone who wants to take you further down that road into a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Call the number now. They will talk with you, pray with you, and counsel with you, and share with you the good news of a relationship with the Father through the Son. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. God bless you. Listen, thank you for joining us on this morning for this, our live stream. And thank you for those of you who are here with us live and in person. Just be a few more weeks now before we are celebrating. Amen. This corporate gathering again as we regather, having been scattered for over a year now. God is regathering the saints. Amen. And I don't know about you, but I want to be in that number. Amen. When the saints come marching in. God bless you. God keep you is our prayer. We're standing then for the benediction. And now, may the grace of God. The sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with each of you now, henceforth, and forevermore. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. God bless you. Go in peace. <laughs>